Hey everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and with me is Mr. Daniel Ornelas. What's up, man? We've been doing this for a while, man. Pretty <sighs> awesome. So, you know, I, I was actually going through, we, we had a we had a little bit of a snafu on our podcast feed, and we lost like our first 15 or something episodes, and we oh still have like well over 100 more, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. We actually <laughs> lost all the ones that you weren't on. Oh, wow. Which made me wonder if you had something to do with it. I'm not going to lie. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Although now I wish I did. I wish I had a big evil empire computer that I could run and steal stuff off the internet and close stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, gl- I'm, gl- I'm glad you don't have that. And I'm glad yes. that you are here for our <laughs> podcast. And uh, today's podcast is a lot of fun. We're just going to get right into it. Um, I, got to, I got to speak with Dante Bo. Um, oh, wow. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Dante Bo, uh, but he we've done a number of his songs. We're going to play one for you now. There is no shadow that has ever overcome Man, what a unique voice. That was awesome. You know, when he says, you've always been with us, you have to believe him because it's so deep. It's like, <laughs> it's true. God has always been here. No matter what your theology is, if you heard that voice singing that, you believe it. <laughs> well, if that's the case, maybe your th- theology is a little off. If it's all about the sound of the person's <laughs> voice, I'd be a little more concerned about that. <laughs> it just helps. <laughs> It does help. That's actually a really fun song. My, my favorite part of that song, it's, it's got one of my favorite guitar riffs uh, at the end of it, which is just kind of a cool, a cool part. It took me like 50 takes to get it. I think I had a blooper video somewhere that was just me messing it up over and over and over again, but it's a really cool part. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, Dante is a, he's got such a unique story. He was, um, he's, he's been a, a local worship pastor and he's now been traveling. He's been writing. He writes with Maverick. He writes with Bethel um, and performs with them as well. And so we really just talked about kind of the difference between, you know, being a, being a, a worship pastor, like a local worship pastor, as well as being somebody on the road and kind of the differences between those. We also talked about um, really the people that are writing these songs. I think to me as a worship pastor, I want to know about the people who are writing the songs that I'm, I'm using. And, mm-hmm. um, and so he just has some really great insight, insight to that. So without further ado, Dante Bo. Dante, welcome to the podcast. Dude, thanks for having me. Oh man, I was I was, I was super excited. It was funny because uh, you know we had tried to schedule last week, and then I had I had a bunch of questions. And then problem is, man, if you give me a, if if I get a whole another week, I just come up with more questions. So the list is longer. <laughs> we'll get we'll get through what we can get through, and uh, and see how it goes. the The good news is uh, I've just been getting to listen to your album Circles, and it's been awesome. I, I have to say, I, I have so many moments where I just stop and I'm like, wait, what's the name of this song? All right. Okay. That's really cool. Um, but I first got to know your music actually through the things that you did with Beth Bethel through Maverick city, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you have kind of run the gamut on, on music styles and all that kind of thing. So I wanted to ask you first off, just how you would describe your music. Um, I don't know. I think, I think, I think I just, I would just describe it as music. Like it's, I think it's, <laughs> I think it can, you can feel soul 
you know, in, in it, you can feel, you know, worship. You can, you can maybe hear rock. You can maybe hear R&B, hip hop. I don't know. I think, I think I was kind of just a melting pot of different sounds, you know, yeah. that I loved growing up. Yeah. So what, so what in your experience has actually kind of poured into that? You said what? What, what of your experience has poured into that sound? Like just my life experiences. Yeah. I think just, you know, growing up in the South with, you know, a close family and experiencing just, you know, you know, the things you first experience in life, just whether it be heartbreak, whether it be, you know, losing a family member, whether it be falling in love, all the different things I think I kind of like. I think it all plays a part in how I write songs about my faith and about just me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I noticed it's, you have these very, um, these very like raw and very clear lyrics that are also very deep and meaningful. And there's a lot of, one thing I noticed is I, I think there's a lot of music that there's something about the style of music that you play and the, and, and sing and the way that you deliver it. Like I was just thinking like there was a couple of lyrics you had, you were just talking about like, you know, and um, songs like, I want to know you. There's one thing where you're talking about, like, this isn't Burger King, you know, like I, <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm like, I could never pull that off when in a song I was writing, it just wouldn't work. But in yours, <laughs> it totally works. Like, I'm just like, I don't even know how he does it. It's magical. I think I, I write songs sometimes too. I write songs like, like, especially circles, I would say. I wrote that album, How It Would Talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, I'm praying that my mama don't ever go off the deep end. I'm praying that when she hears the song, she finds a healer. Like, I just talk, like, kind of like How It Would Talk, you know? Yeah. Voice well, of God is the same way. You know, all the different, I think that's what I try to aim for is like practical lyrics, things like some people write songs and it sounds like old King James. And it's like, we don't even, <laughs> we don't even talk like that. You know what I mean? Totally. So, I don't know. Well, I love it. So, um, so I want to kind of dive into just kind of a number of the different things that, that you're doing right now, just in terms of, you know, it's, it's funny. I was telling uh, somebody in my office this week, I was like, man, it just seems like, you know, uh, you're, you're one of the guys, I think uh, Brandon Lake is one of those guys. Like it's, there's a, it was kind of like, you didn't really hear, hear from you. And now you're everywhere. You're, you're working with Bethel. You've got your own stuff. You've got Maverick city, which we love we've taught in, uh, some of, some of your guys' songs. Like I said, we've been teaching a lot of your music. Um, yeah. Like how did you end up everywhere? <laughs> oh, I don't feel like a, I don't know. Honestly, I think I think I just I love music and people. And I think sometimes like, well, I know in the beginning of Maverick specifically, we would have like all these camps and I just meet people and I felt like I was nice and I love writing songs. I feel like I'm good at it. And I think you just make relationships and now you're writing for everybody's projects or now you're like working on not just Maverick, but now you're working with Bethel or Elevation. So have you? So I think I think just making friendships, but I'm not overwhelmed by it. No, I, I think think it's what I'm called to. There are times where I'm overwhelmed by the workload, but um, that's about it. Like the workload can be a lot. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about that because you're also you're also you're a local worship pastor as well. Um, and I and I saw in your bio that you that was 
that was kind of your main gig for, for some time. Um, that obviously presents an entirely different set of challenges. What kind of challenges did you see from being a worship pastor and how did, did, did you, were you able to find any kind of answers as you started being able to play out and kind of be around, um, and kind of travel and do all the other things that you were doing? Like, how, like, how did that differ? Um, like it's huge. I mean, it's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. I think being a local worship, I mean, it's all the same in and of itself. I think I'm not just like traveling alone. I feel like, you know, we pastor our band, we pastor mm-hmm. our lighting team and our production team and just people we're around day to day our fans that come watch us and feel like we're pastoring them. So kind of feels the same, just more like on a larger scale. I think local worship pastoring is, um, you got, you, obviously you're in community with those people a lot longer sometimes, kind of know each other a little bit more intimately and, you know, the different challenges, whether it be, you know, someone didn't get the song they wanted or someone didn't make the audition or, even what we're singing on Sundays, dated, you know, everyone has an opinion on what we should sing on a Sunday. <laughs> Different things like that, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily deal with on the road, but um, but it's still the same concept. I think we're just we're just worship pastoring on a larger scale. Yeah. Have you learned anything from from being on the road and being with a consistent band all the time that you that you wish you could have brought into that you wish you, that you can kind of bring into your local worship pastoring world? You know, cause we're always, oh. uh, you know, we're always on different, we're just, you know, five different teams and always playing with different people. And I'm always sure. saying how it's like, that's a different world than when you're on the road and you get to just have the same, you're playing the same songs with the same people and kind of grow together that way. Yeah. I think our worship team is like the same team and, and the same kind of, I, I, I think we do have kind of like the same kind of thing mm-hmm. as like the road, I think. Very cool at our church <laughs> but um yeah legacy is like we we're like a musical church so it's like we we take it as we take the music department i guess as serious as we would we're on the road mm-hmm. yeah we write our own songs and stuff as well too very cool so you have you have i want i wanted to ask you about your voice because i feel like you know we we teach, you know, worship song. We, we got like 500 something songs on our website. There's kind of like a certain sound, like a certain vocal tone that a lot of people have. Yours is very unique. And I'm curious if like kind of when you started developing that, like that part of your musicality. I think I've always looked up to people who had like unique giftings and stuff. Like I used to always love Aretha Franklin and then in, when I got into Christian music, I would love like Ty Tribbett, who's a gospel artist. And then, like I loved um, Molly Music, who's a gospel artist. I loved a lot of gospel music. And so like me being raised on that, I kind of learned how to sing like them, mm-hmm. kind of in a way, like, you know, how you're younger, just kind of mimicking kind of in a way. And I think um, it kind of helped when I started making my own music. I just, I wanted to not just, kind of like be like everyone else, I guess you mm-hmm. say like, just practically I wanted to be different and, but I had a raspy voice already. So I guess that kind of helped with the whole like sonic, me sounding different sonically. But um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think I kind of always looked up to people with like, like weirder tones and stuff. 
At first I was insecure doing CCM, like Christian music, because the people would ask me like, oh, is your voice like that? Or is it like, is something wrong? It was almost like something was wrong with my voice. <laughs> so that was annoying because I was like, no, I just have a raspy voice. But now people like it and now it's normal <laughs> and now it's on the radio and stuff. So I, I think like it's going to help more kids with weird voices feel okay in like a Christian genre. Well, I think, I think it contributes so much to your actual sound. You know, I, I know it was like a life-changing moment for me. I always say that Wilco changed my life because I heard Jeff Tweedy sing and I was like, oh, you don't have to sound like American Idol. You can sound like this guy who's like barely keeping pitch, but if the songs fit and it all, it all works and your heart is in it, yeah. you can make it happen. And yours are, uh, I would say you're a more qualified singer than he, but it's just it having that uniqueness, I think is really awesome to have in, in the church and not always just have everything kind of land in that CCM thing. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Sure. It's very cool. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, uh, about, about your faith. So I, you know, in, in listening to your songs, the, the, like I said earlier, the lyrics feel really raw and real and you speak and you sing in a way that, that feels like your faith is very genuine um, in the sense that when, like when I say you're a man of faith, it sounds like you, you're actually trusting God to work it out. You're actually really putting it in his hands. You're not just being like, yes, I'm a man of faith. It's like, it's really how you're living. And I'm wondering if there's some, like, what has, are there some stories that you have in your own life that you'd be willing to share that have contributed to that faith? I mean, yeah, so many, I mean, I'm writing a book. <laughs> right now but I mean yeah it's like for me you know coming up like like we were raised like we weren't like super wealthy or anything like that and we, we had like a humble like childhood me and my brother and sister and I don't know I feel like I've been trusting God for my whole life so like a friendship you know I think like obviously we hear all the time like oh it's not about perfection it's about connection and like oh my lord is looking for friends he's looking for 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 communion with us you know real communion real intimacy and I say like for me it's just been that my whole life and I think now being an adult having to experience even like success even like you know people saying bad things about you on the internet, like weird stuff, like, <laughs> you know, also like not being able to see your family as much or having deaths. You know, I lost my grandfather in January, 2020, um, while, while I was creating circles and the album wasn't about so much family until he passed away. Mm -hmm. But like all these different things, I think I, I've had to trust the Lord through and kind of like, he's just been so good to me. I, you know, there's been times I wanted to give up on like just like doing music and stuff. And it's like, I'll wait on, I was singing Wait on the Lord on tour, on Maverick City's tour. And I was telling Naomi, I'm like, you know, that's such a real song. I'm, I don't think my fans even understand mm -hmm. like how like we've had to wait on God because we were this, we were almost gonna give up before the breakthrough happened. And, it, and he really did turn it around for our good. And so when we're like prophesying or declaring that over people like, like, he will renew your strength. Wait, I say is because he did that for me. And like, I know that he'll do it for you. You know what I mean? Cause I thought for sure I was done, you know? Yeah. And so I, 
to answer your question, yes, I believe everything I sing about. I am a man of faith, 100%. I'm, I like, I would say up until, literally I say this year, even like, I feel like total dependency upon the Lord. I don't even, all, all my trust is in God. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, like that was a lot, you know, as far as an answer, but. Oh man, keep it going. I'll, I'll, I'll just fill the whole podcast with that answer. I think it's, it's, <laughs> it's, you really, I mean, you really do communicate it well. And I think that that's, it, that's a really, it's a really powerful thing. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, you were saying how you kind of, you kind of grew up in music and, you know, you've, you've been involved in church and that sort of thing, you know, for worship pastors and, and worship musicians, I'm always trying to encourage people to just be looking out for people that they can mentor. Um, I'm wondering if you've had any mentors in your life. Yes, I, I have for sure. I've had people to mentor me. You know, it's like, I think, I think, you know, I, I love the kind of mentor, mentors that I'm watching now coming up. Like Naomi Rang is a, Naomi Rang mentors people. You know, she's mm -hmm. a part of my peer group. I'd say the mentors before us, they did it, so, they did well, you know, but like, feel like just sticking it out with somebody and really like pushing them past just this like I feel like when we're younger it's easier to mentor us when we grow up it's like harder for people to mentor us and I think what Maverick is doing is like we're in the trenches with most of our newer worship leaders like we're in mm -hmm. the trenches with them and their families like we're, it's discipleship we're teaching them how to have good character how to be integral not just like how to do well on stage, just like the last thing, if we're talking about that, we hardly ever talk about it mm -hmm. because that's like the 10% that people even see, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think the mentor that I'm becoming and that I see my friends becoming are just mentors that are like, actually just kind of like there with you to do life and not just like the stage, who cares? Right. Like I think, I think everything you do personally will reflect your public uh, appearance or who, who you are in public will be 100% affected by who you are privately. So I think like that's where I've had mentors teach that, but I've, I'm more now I'm seeing my generation model it mm -hmm. in a way I've never seen before where the stage is not like your wife is not more happy then you know, your wife is not less happy than your fans you know mm. like your fans get to like in your wife's at home like, you know like i'm actually seeing like brandon like is such a good husband him and Brittany have such a healthy marriage and it's so awesome watching you know what i mean from yeah. afar or at, i mean not from far but up close you know what i mean and um yeah i'm, I'm yeah i don't know if that answers the question but yeah i have had people pour into me but i'm I think now, like my friends have like really been like people that I'm like, man, I want to be. I love who you are privately, like a lot. That's awesome. Anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. no, I, no, that's that's exactly that. That's exactly what you know. You're always hoping to hear. You know what I mean? Because there is, like you said, like the stage is such a small percentage, and we always talk about how it's like, yes, it's great to learn how to play music, and it's great how to how to you know to to hone your craft, but at the same time, actually, if you do that and you, you know, lose your soul or you lose your family or you lose, like, it's, it's, it's just kind of recognizing the things that are, you know, important. And it's cool to, 
to hear you hear how you value that. Um, For sure. Yeah, I think worship is obedience. You know, it's not like songs. Like that's not what worship even is. Like God doesn't care if we sing to him or not. I think like, I mean, some people can sing, some people can't, but I think everyone can worship. It's mm -hmm. like worship is devotion. Like anything you give your time to and your energy to, you're worshiping it. We were created to worship naturally. Like literally we're gonna worship something. That's why people are like, I don't believe in anything. Like, what do you spend your time on? Okay, then like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like and I feel like, giving your giving your devotion to jesus is worship and whether that be if you see a homeless guy and you have cash you should give you should give if you have it to give or if the lord is telling you like oh if you, you know you need to do this or say that like being obedient and not just like you know brushing it off or like all these different that's worship it's like saying yes to god it's like you know what I mean? Muslims are worshipers of that that religion. They don't sing. They're not. They don't have records. They don't have albums. But that you would consider them that kind of. You would consider them a worshiper of something. Yeah. You know, same with Buddhists or whatever. Like you know what I mean? But our religion, we get to sing to God and, and we get to provide for our families. You know, and with art, like mm -hmm. in our religion, and like, but that just shows you Jesus is just amazing. But like, I I think like my point is obedience is worship and not just lyrics you know so how did so then how did it become for you like how did your faith develop in a way that music worship was kind of where 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 you're at where your heart was at where your spirit was at how did that yeah. become worship for you yeah i mean i when i was in the world i sang about girls all the time in r&b i did a <laughs> bunch of r&b but it's like you sing like what you you become what you behold and it's like if i'm always in church if i'm always like i would literally <laughs> i would be in church all the time because like we were um my grandmother and my grandmother on both sides they spoke they preached so like we were just in church all the time and then i had an encounter with god at 16 i got saved filled the holy spirit and then like went to be in this ministry so it's like, what else am I going to sing about? That's all I'm like, that's all I'm like, that's my life now. So I, I sang about God. I sang about what was happening in my day to day. And that was what was happening in my day to day. Mm -hmm. Every now and then you will hear other songs about other things. Like I have like, to me, joyful is just about being happy. It's not necessarily about like my faith more than it is about what I'm choosing to do. Mm -hmm. But like, I think like, for the most part, you're going to hear songs about faith just because that's all I'm around. All my friends are Christians. Mm -hmm. I have like one agnostic friend, but like all my friends are Christians. And it's like, so when I sit at the piano, I, whatever comes out is like, that's what's inside of me. Mm -hmm. So it just comes out. I'm not trying to write the most anthemic Christian song. It's just Christian songs. You know, I have a hard time with even saying Christian song. I just write, I write songs about like, jesus my faith like you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you know what i mean i think i think i think all my friends would attest to that like it's just kind of what we what we live so that's what comes out i didn't ask i didn't want to be a worship leader i guess i didn't like i didn't have a pastor prophesy that i was going to be a worship leader you know where i'm from we didn't get paid to sing mm -hmm. you know we just sang in church because that's what all the church kids did we sang in church you know what i mean we yeah. volunteered 
Like, that's what you do. You volunteer. So when I found out you can even get paid to sing for God, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> it was never the motive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was never totally. the motive. I, if I wanted to be rich, I would do something else. You know, but, I definitely, <laughs> but it was like, but it was definitely like more so just God called me out of darkness into light that became the, that became the topic of my life. Mm-hmm. So anytime I sing or talk or have like, interviews or whatever the case may be that topic the center of my life was going to come out that's the main point everything else is around it you know so well it's 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 well it's very clear because you can you know when i ask you questions about like oh tell me about tell me about your record you're like ah oh, this and then you're like tell me about jesus and you go your eyes light up and you go <laughs> go big and i'm like all right all right let's let's stay there for a while that's good man <laughs> Yeah. No, well, and that, and honestly, it's funny because one of the questions I had for you is, you know, what do you want, you know, worship pastors to know about the people who are writing these songs? Oh wow. I mean, I mean that they're they're people, and we're not different from anybody else going through whatever the case may be. Even though I know, like, people are looking at us like, oh my god, like whatever. It's like they're just people. But I will say, like, like if you're listening to them, I always speak from Maverick and Bethel because those are the teams that I'm a part of. Is that they are exactly who they sing about. They they literally they literally sing everything they believe. They live it out. That's who that that you know what I mean. And it's like a real thing. And so I think that's really important to know because um, I know a lot of people you know, sing about things that they don't even actually believe or live. You know what I mean? And I would say, you know, the teams that I'm great, I'm grateful to be a part of two teams that actually takes it serious and, and they love God, they love people. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's what I want people to know. Awesome. Well, uh, I've, I've got one more question for you. I wanted to ask you, uh, what, what's inspiring you right now? Like what's inspiring you create it creatively? Hmm. Yeah. just different albums i'm listening to i guess um such as <laughs> i'm listening to one of my good friends her name is yabba she has an album that i really it's a musical though it's very very musical and it's about, our mom passed away and a lot of it is just about her you know going through those grieving moments with loss but it's just a great record and then i'm also listening to a lot of like just different podcasts and you know hanging out with a bunch of friends you know my friends and tour is very inspiring being out on the road seeing the people and for the first time because we never toured before so it's our first time and so that's that's been really really inspiring lately hearing the testimonies and um getting to see the people that were directly impacting and they're like they're like listening to us in the shower you know like we're just a part of their life and their journey so that's really that's been really inspiring yeah that's awesome yeah it's 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 a huge it's it's funny especially when you're like when you're holed up in the studio or when you're like when you're so focused on a project right and you don't actually get to see who it's the, re- the response outside right. of instagram you know Right, which which just doesn't feel real. I'll never yeah. wrap my brain around it. I'm always like, I just need no, to exactly. talk to a human. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, Dante, thank you so much. I 
I, you know, I can say, I can say for myself that I'm always looking as a worship leader, I'm always looking for things that, that fill me up in way. Like I always look at congregational worship as a tool and it's something that I'm using to, to give my people a voice and, and to, you know, to express our hearts that way. But, you know, but during, like, I also want to be filled up and I want to be filled up by creativity and things that are positive and things that point me towards Jesus that aren't necessarily something that I use as a tool, but just something that like fills my heart. And so it's, it's really cool because you, you're kind of hitting the spectrum of all the things you've got, the, oh, you've got the congregational stuff. And then you're also writing those, those songs that's like, Oh, I just want to sit with that for a long time. And, uh, yeah. and so thank you so much for spending the time with us. It's, it's great to talk with you. Thanks for having me, man. Man, that was that was profound. That was good stuff. Uh, and just to hear him talking about how, you know, worship is an overflow of what's going on in your life as opposed to a genre or a, you know, a premeditated uh, income stream or whatever it is that, you know, can happen easily with when it, when it comes to writing worship songs or, or getting involved in that thing, because it's all tied to potential income and, and all that stuff. And the funny thing is, I remember I was actually at a, a Christian musician summit many years ago and some of the top guys, and I might have told this told this story before. <laughs> so some of the top guys had written all the big songs, like "Come Now Is a Time to Worship." Even was Brenton Brown was up there for "Everlasting God," and there was "Hungry I Come to You." All these songs that, and all the writers were on stage talking about where these massive songs came from, and all of them came from real personal, you know, kind of heavy places. They were they were not, they weren't just let's all get in the room and decide to see what we can write to make money or let's get together and see. It was it really, all those songs came out of like, I'm at the end of my rope here and, and I need you Lord. And that was, it was really cool to see that, uh, you know, the, the ones that really connect are the ones that, that come out of those places of, of desperation, I guess, like the Psalms would have been for David. Yeah. I, I know. And it's like, that's what, that's what we connect to. I think, you know, you can really, you can smell in in authenticity, Mm -hmm. Right. And you can also recognize it when you hear it. And it's, I think with Dante's music, it's just so interesting how, how deep and personal it is. Um, while yeah. at the same time being so Christ centered, it's, it, I, I thought it was really, I thought it was really interesting. I thought he was a great guy to talk to. I found it very inspiring. Yeah. Really cool. Well, you know what else I find inspiring people when they write to us and tell us stuff. That's right. When they shout out <laughs> the people on their worship team. So uh, t- <laughs> today's shout out comes to us from Matt shouts out, Matt shouts out pastor Andrea Roberts. So we couldn't do what we do without your leadership. You have a way of keeping us together as a band while also allowing us freedom to express ourselves as artists. Thank you. It's a pleasure to serve on your team. I just love that one. I love that one because it, finding that balance between being able to play together and play tightly and at the same time express yourselves and and your heart in worship i think is 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 such a balance right a lot of times we tend to lean towards hey just play this one thing or just have all the freedom and if you have all the freedom a lot of times that doesn't sound very good and you know maybe highlights one person maybe it feels really good to somebody but then somebody else on the team struggles with that um, but then on the other hand, when you keep things, the reins so tight, it's a lot harder to, to really engage in worship, right? That's what we want to do. That's the reason why we're all leading worship is because we like to play. We like to play. We like to sing. That is how we express ourselves in worship. And so I love hearing, uh, pastor Roberts there and, uh, and, and, and hearing that she's got it figured out. 
So way to go. Good on you. Yeah, Pastor Roberts. Get it. Well, hey, if you <laughs> if you want to find the uh, the balance between playing well and being free at the same time, you should check out Worship Artistry. We have over 500 song tutorials there. You can try them out for free. And, uh, you know, every song details everything that you need to play a song with confidence and passion. And that's what we are all about. We want to serve you. We want to serve your team as you guys serve the Lord. So, Daniel, I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.